Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. my Sunday mixed up with my Wednesday this is not a part of the John series but John chapter number six this morning good to have everyone in the house of the Lord it's good to see Bailey here been missing you Bailey good to see Hunter back there as well amen this morning so glad to have him and all of our guests that are here today Sophia it's good to see her again today and those kiddos Amen. It's good to see, amen, the different ones that have gathered here today. Glad to have guests from other places today. Amen. Glad to have Sister Shauna here, amen, with us this morning as well. Just everybody out in the house of the Lord this morning. Sandy, it's good to see you back, amen, this morning as well. Amen. The different ones to be in God's house this morning. John chapter number six, amen, today. Hallelujah. Good spirit of the Lord here today. The songs that have been sung amen to participate in them amen it's just great to be in god's house amen i don't i don't have to i'm not worrying about it getting over or anything like that i'm thinking about all this because just friday night it went to uh the football game here in town the homecoming football game and we made sure we got there 30 minutes early and although it was evident that we were going to win i wasn't worried about leaving early and uh, I just thought, well, I just need to bring that same mentality to church. I got here early this morning. Uh, it's evident we're going to win, but I'm not worried about leaving early. Amen. Amen. And I, I, I stood and clapped. They make touchdowns. I'd stand and clap with the song. The anthem was rocking and rolling. So I feared that's just the way you should also work at church. Amen. So I sat by people I had fun with. I even ate some. I don't know if we're having popcorn, but nonetheless, we did that a few weeks ago. <laughs> John chapter number six, verse number five, starting. The Bible says, and when Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he saith unto Philip, whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, There is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? And Jesus said, Make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down. And likewise of the fishes as much as they would. When they were filled, he said unto his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain that nothing be Loss. I'd like to read verse number 11 this morning in the New International Version as well. The Bible says in the New International Version, Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. 
He did the same with the fish. Other translations say it's as much as they would. Some say as much as they wished. Others say as much as they desired. The New International, as much as they wanted. And this is what I want to speak to you about today. As much as you want. As much as you want. Can we go to the Lord in prayer? Father, we come to you this morning. God, we're grateful for our opportunity. God, this is a privilege being in your house. I pray, oh God, today that you're able to strengthen and minister each and every mind, every heart and soul. God, we do this, Lord, unto you, for you. I pray, God, for the benefit, God, of a life or a soul. I pray, oh Jesus, minister now through your word. God, these are the words of life. These are the words, God, through and which by, Lord, salvation will come. I pray, oh Lord, we want to honor it as much, Lord, and as such, in the name of Jesus Christ that I pray amen and amen the church say amen amen you may be seated this morning in Jesus name as much as you want speaking of a couple of weeks ago of having a dinner or or they call it dinner on the ground I've yet to see any of us ever serve actual food off of the ground but they call it dinner on the ground or potlucks I've lived long enough and have attended enough church dinners. This is all I've ever known, church. I've attended enough church dinners and potlucks, whether it was our time here or even when we evangelized, there was a few church dinners and potlucks that we attended as well. But I've attended enough in my day to have seen some interesting things whenever it comes to church dinners. Interesting things whenever it comes to church potlucks. I've seen people use trays to carry two or three plates of food. And that was just for them. There were some places in our travels that certain people brought, they brought their own plates. They brought their own plates from home and would always do that. They would bring their own plate from home uh, to use because they were larger than the plates that the church normally uh, gave or would, would facilitate to them. They bring their own plates. I've seen, I've seen dessert plates that look as though dessert was probably going to be their only meal or maybe perhaps their main course. There has been a person who at one time took a whole package of Hershey chocolate bars and stuck them in their purse when the purpose of the chocolate bars was for the enjoyment of everyone to use on s'mores, but they just took the whole package and shoved it down in their purse. I've seen this at church. This happens at church, this type of things. People have left meals sometimes. It's happened at churches, both whenever we evangelize and otherwise. They've left meals with grocery sacks full of leftover food, containers full of food that they intended on taking home, keeping, eating. Some have grabbed sometimes two plates from the very beginning, one for now and one for later. <laughs> you know, no one wants to cover all the bases. Uh, my dad used to tease some people. I think it used to be back in the day, Robert Holland actually, used to tease Brother Robert Holland back in the day whenever he would get his tray and his food. He'd tell him, he said, now, Robert, you're going to have to put some sideboards on, on the side of that tray, on the side of that plate in order to hold all the food that he got just in one setting. He loved to eat. But it's these sorts of things that my mind thinks about when I read about the meal that is going on here in John chapter number 6, a meal that was going to be supplied to a multitude of people. The Bible says that there were 5,000 men, and that doesn't even include their families. That doesn't include the women and the children. And anybody that would have been in this setting or anybody that's ever been in the church setting, like I've explained to you, 
doesn't take long to realize that sometimes if you are the last in line, things can start get a little scarce. You know, you might have a little dab of green beans to go with a dab of mashed potatoes and uh, you, you might get a leg and it don't even have much meat on it. You understand what I'm saying? You understand that when you're last in line, things can get scarce. You might end up with a vegetarian plate and you're not even vegetarian. I'm just saying, it's just all about going last in line. But the irony of the story of John chapter number six is this, is that they didn't even start with enough food. They didn't even start with enough food. The, the amount of food that they had in proportion to the crowd that was there, there was never enough from the very beginning to take care of everybody that was there. They were at a disadvantage from the very word go. And those are the times, those are the times as a pastor when things uh, look like there might not be enough for the size of crowd that's there. Those are the times that I waited out. I just stand back and wait and because I know that I want all of my guests, all of my elders, everybody else to get some food thir- first and then if there's anything left, I'll, I'll get that dab of this and dab of that or have a dessert pl- plate if I need to. You understand what I'm saying? And so however though, they started with insufficient means in John chapter number six and the Bible says, here is Jesus, he's breaking bread, he's giving thanks, he's breaking fish, he's giving thanks and he's distributing on the left hand, on the right hand. He's given to the disciples. The disciples then are giving to these people that scattered all along on the grass and on the ground. And although there's insufficient means, Jesus is distributing as though there is an abundance. Although there's lack from the go, according to our minds and our understanding, he's distributing as though there is no lack in the supply. Because when it comes to Jesus, supply isn't always a measurable resource as much as it is a immeasurable source. Someone say amen. In 1 Kings 17, it only takes one person to begin to remember the woman of Zarephath that was used to sustain the prophet Elijah during a time of a drought that was throughout the land. The Bible told Elijah, if you go to the woman of Zarephath, she will sustain you. Drought is across the land. Famine then is inhabiting the land. He goes to her and when he arrives, she has, the Bible says, a handful of meal and a little oil in a cruise and in her estimation she had just enough supply for her and her son it's something that she can measure I got little bit of meal and a little oil in a cruise that's my supply she had if you will insufficient means for what was being asked of her she can measure what she had but according to the prophet According to the prophet, he knew of a immeasurable source, namely God, that would not allow her barrel of meal nor her cruise of oil to fail, neither her meal to waste if she would just obey the man of God. And the Bible says that she and her son, a man and her household, had as much as they wanted. The Bible says that she would have, the prophet said, you'll have food for many days until it rains upon the earth. You're going to have, you're going to pour from that that little cruise of oil and there's going to be more oil. You're going to use that handful of meal and there's going to be more meal to use. She would have a supply, amen, where she could keep using it as much as she wanted until it rained upon the earth. Our minds are also 
amen, captured by a similar story in 2 Kings chapter number 4. The Bible says that we should remember the widow woman who was in a great strait. She lacked a husband. Her, her sons were on the verge of being taken as collateral for some creditors that she owed debts to. She's in a fix here because according to her estimation, the supply that she has in the house is the cupboards are quite bare. They are empty. When Elisha asked her, what do you have in the house? She's like, let me check the supply. Let me check what I can measure. And what she measured was, all I have is just a pot of oil. That's the only resource that I got in my house. Amen. But can I tell us this morning, when God is in it, you always have more than enough. You have an immeasurable source. She thought, this is all I've got. But if you've got God, you got more than the supply that you can measure. You got an immeasurable supply that you can't put a ruler on. The Bible says that she grabbed her sons and they began to grab every vessel that they could get their hand on. The Bible notably says that they grabbed all the empty vessels they could get their hands on. The Bible says that they poured from that solitary pot of oil into all of these empty vessels that they had gathered and they filled them up to the brim. She only has one pot but now there's two pots that are full she only had one pot but now there's four pots full she only had one pot but now there's six pots full amen and it only it was only when there wasn't another empty vessel to fill that the bible says the oil stayed or the oil stopped in other words it was only when there was no longer any want empty vessels no longer a want that the oil stopped amen that family could have could have her boy and her could have as much as they wanted not because of their measurable supply because of their immeasurable source in Christ Jesus can someone say amen the Bible says in John chapter number 6 that Jesus distributed as much as the people wanted. In other words, he accommodated the two and the three plate people. Amen. He accommodated the people that brought their boxes from home. He accommodated the people that had their grocery stacks. He would stack the bread and the fish up on their arms bishop if they had to they would create the sideboards in order to keep everything that they wanted he said he distributed it as much as the people wanted he didn't look at a solitary soul that was sitting on the grass that day and say no you've had enough you've taken too much no you have ample no no he didn't say that at all he didn't ask how many times they've been up to get a fish he didn't ask them how many times they've been up to get a piece of bread in other words if they wanted more he gave them more. If they desired more, he gave them more. If they wished for more, he gave them more. If they were still hungry, he still wanted to feed them. Amen. There wasn't any need for any of those 5,000 men, women, children, and otherwise to be modest about what they were taking, what were they receiving. If they felt like they wanted to take more, then they could have more to their share because the ruling principle of that day was this. You can have as much as as you want. Can I 
tell you on this Sunday morning that there's many times we enter into the house of God and we think we have to somehow keep an eye because sometimes by our measurable eye, the supply isn't enough for what the need or the want is. And we'll skimp a little bit here and we'll skimp a little bit there because we can believe in order for everybody's need and everybody's want to be supplied, I can only, if you will, measure so much out for myself. But I'm here to tell you today, we're not basing this service upon the measurable supply. We're basing it on the immeasurable source. So I'm telling you today, you can have as much as you want, as much as you desire, as much as you wish in this service today. Someone say amen. Amen. Someone say as much as I want. Listen, nobody here today is going to suck God dry. You don't have to worry about needing or wanting more than he's able to supply. Paul said he'll supply all of our need according to his riches in glory. Someone say amen. This process of Jesus giving thanks, breaking bread, breaking fish and loaves would not end until everyone, this is the Bible here, would not end until everyone got as much as they wanted. You know what that meant? It meant if everybody was satisfied, but there was one that wasn't yet, he says, I'm still going to break, I'm still going to bless, and I'm still going to distribute. He doesn't operate off the fact that if the majority are satisfied, then that's where we shut it off. No, no, no. He says if there's one lingering that still ain't quite satisfied yet, I'm still going. I'm here to tell you today. Sometimes we stop short. We say, no, I'm good when you're not good because you feel like everybody else got what they needed, but you've not yet got what you needed. He will supply as much as you want today. Go on and state it. Go on and speak it. Someone say amen. He'll supply it according to his riches. For that matter, Scripture says, <laughs> Scripture says they didn't clean anything up until everyone had enough. They gathered fragments at the end, 12 baskets full. But they didn't start that process until everybody unanimously could say, we've got our fill. Folks, have, let's just get practical here this morning. Have you, ever, have you ever had someone take your plate or attempt to take your plate before you were finished eating? You've been in a restaurant? Sometimes they ask, sometimes they don't. Are you done with that? I have people in my family. Oh, yeah. Sister Roberta's back there in that office. I'm preaching about you, sis. They'll start cleaning up the table and your plate before you're done with your plate. I got an aunt. While you're still sitting, you might have your fork and the meat to put another one over, and she takes your plate while you're still eating. And I'm like, I might have a little food left there, but I'm not done. I'm going to rake it because... I have this tendency, not always, but a lot of times, um, sometimes they used to say that you can't even tell I ate off my plate. Because I'm going to scrape all the crumbs over to the edge 
Everything that's lingering on that plate over the edge, use my knife, scoop it up. Someone's being grossed out by this, but this is just me. And I'm going to eat it. If there's juices on that plate, grab me another row. I'll take that thing and wipe it around that plate like a wash rag. And I'm going to eat. I'm going to eat that soaking, juicy roll. Amen. And eat it right up. I'm not done with my fork. Pardon me. I still need that right there. What are you saying? Jesus wasn't anxious about ending the meal. Jesus wasn't anxious about stopping the feeding. He wasn't cutting off the supply before everybody was full. Can I tell you, he'd rather feed you more than you walk away complaining about you didn't get enough or that you still... He's not standing at the table just saying, go on, take that last bite so I can take the plate. No, no, no. He's standing there just in case you want seconds. He's standing there just in case you want another helping. That's why he's so determined to feed them. He doesn't want anybody leaving his presence and say, I was in his presence, but when I left, I was hungry. I was in his presence, but when I left, I could have almost fainted and was weary. He couldn't chance anybody, amen, having come to where he was and to depart famished, weak and weary. And if that's the mentality of my God this morning, there is no reason for you to leave this place without what you came for. There is no reason for you to leave this without being satisfied. Oh yes, someone say amen. This was his perspective. Another time he fed, he fed multitudes of different sizes at various times. You read through the harmonies of the gospel of the feeding of the 5,000, but there was also the feeding of the 4,000. Matthew 15 in verse 32, the Bible says, Then Jesus called his disciples unto him and said, I have compassion on the multitude because they continue with me now three days and have nothing to eat. Look at it now. This is, this is the mentality of your Savior. And I will not send them away. Fasting lest they faint in the way. He said, they've continued with me for three days. I'm not going to send them home hungry. Oh God. If they could stay three days with me, I'm sending them home full. I'm going to keep distributing until they're satisfied. And so here's the reasoning. If they come into my presence, they're going to go, they're going to go and leave for home having as much as they wanted. I'm not sending them home hungry with nothing to eat. I don't want them to faint on my account. And here's the mindset of the Lord. If they leave hungry, it's because they didn't eat. If they leave hungry, they didn't eat till they're full. If they faint, it's because they didn't get enough because when you continue with Jesus you're going to get as much as you want he's not stingy if I walk out the doors and I faint that's not on God that's on me if I go home and I don't have the strength to make it back till Wednesday that's not on God that's on me because he distributes until we get as much as we want someone say amen going to date myself here not near as much as some others but nonetheless I'm going to date myself this whole concept and idea makes me think of 
I grew up on this little house on the prairie. Not that I actually grew up in the house on the prairie, but you understand what I'm saying. And I think about Nels and Harriet Olson, who in their store have that counter lined of all those candy jars. Peppermint sticks and all kinds of things. All kinds of sweet treats. And their children would come into the store. And they'd pop open those lids. And Willie's got his hands in there. And he's going after it. And, and Nellie, she's grabbing some. And Nails, their father, he would tell them, Hey, hold on, hold on. Maybe eight piece or two pieces. But then Harriet would come in. She'd reprimand Nails. Now Nails! And she'd tell those children, Go on and grab as much as you want. And Willie would go out of that store with fistfuls of candy, sticking it down in his pocket because his daddy nails had the opinion that candy costs money. But Harriet has the opinion, but these are our kids. And we're not going to deprive them of anything, no matter what it costs. Can I tell you this morning, you got a father in heaven. He says, yeah, it might cost something, but cost isn't an issue. Yeah, there might be a price tag on it, but I've already taken care of the price tag. These are my kids. So as much as they want, what they want, I'm going to try to distribute it to their need. Someone say amen. Jesus. 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 Again, this isn't going to, some will identify with this, others will not, but... Jesus didn't believe in wasting leftovers. All right. Now, I know some of you won't touch him. My dear friend, Sister Reinhardt, she believes you get scurvy from eating them. Some I know that doesn't matter what it is that gets left over, it gets thrown out. It could be steak. If it's left over, it gets thrown out. No matter what it is. But Jesus didn't believe in wasting leftovers. <laughs> there are some food items, this is just my opinion. You can differ with me all you want on this, it don't matter. But there are some food items, in my opinion, that taste better. The second day. Even some, maybe the third day after they've marinated a little bit and soaked in the juices. I love some beans and cornbread that's been a few days old. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My goodness, you've not even lived. You've not even tasted beans and cornbread unless you waited a few days to eat them again. He didn't believe in wasting leftovers. Look, look, Jesus is not put out by those who took extra. Watch me here. He wasn't put out by those who took extra so that they could have some the next day. He doesn't mind if you got your grocery sacks and your containers for taking more because you want to take some home with you. Oh, someone say amen. Matter of fact, I think he would be quite happy if more of us did come prepared to take more than what we could consume in this setting so that we would take some home with us. My children sometimes are the in-between meal foragers. They just don't eat when it's meal time. 
they eat in between meals. I think the Lord don't have no problem with people who would like to pick up on some of this between Wednesday and Sunday. But the problem that arises is a common one. Practically, and I believe if we can look at the flip side of it in the realm of the spirit, the practical problem is this. I couldn't tell you the number of times that I've asked for a box for leftovers. And we boxed it up all nice and pretty. Put our name on it. and Forgot to take it home. Can't tell you how many times we boxed it up. Just as an easier way for the server to grab it and throw it in the trash. Couldn't tell you the number of times we boxed it up, put it in the car. And get back in the car later only to realize that scent that is in the car is not because the squirrel died on the engine. That's because we left leftovers in the car. I couldn't tell you the numbers of time we went home with the box, set it on the kitchen table. No one was diligent enough to put it in the refrigerator to preserve it. And the next morning it's still on the kitchen table. That's waste. Someone say amen. That's waste. I want to, whenever we leave this place, with our more than enough, as much as we can, amen, want to eat in between service times and take things home. I want us to get it somewhere where it can be preserved so that in some fashion when I'm hungry between Sunday and Wednesday and Wednesday and Sunday, it's going to benefit me and not go to waste. There's, listen to me. There have been times we went to eat, Hunter, and I've sat down with my wife, and she has ordered something that in the back of my mind, I know there's no way she's going to finish that. And I'm like, dear, what in the world is going on? Why did you get so much? Her response, not mine, her response. I know I wouldn't finish it all here, but I wanted enough so I could take it home for tomorrow. Some of us are just satisfied for the here and now. Some of us are satisfied just for this or a little bit of this just for the here and now. But folks, Monday's coming. Tuesday's coming. I want to take, so he's, he's, not, he's not hoarding anything. He's distributing everything. He wants you to get enough that you can have for tomorrow and the next day. Amen, I wish somebody would come into the house of God and say, God, I'm gonna ask for more than what I can consume here because I want to consume some of this tomorrow. I want some of this a year from now. Next week, I... Someone say amen. You can have and leave with as much as you want. You don't have to worry about being disappointed here. Yeah, the multitude didn't have to be worried about disappointed on the grassy no diner. Because I've been there, you've been there. When it seems like everything that we wanted on the menu, they were out of. It's a bad day when they come to your table and they start telling you everything that they don't have rather than their specials. Everything they've ran out of. I had one person tell me before, he said, man, they tell me everything they was out of. He said, and I thought, Walmart's right across the road. How in the world is this possible? But God doesn't operate that way. He is the source of his own supply. So it's endless. 
He doesn't run out of hope. He doesn't run out of faith. He doesn't run out of love or run out of mercy. Whatever you desire, it's yours as much as you want. The Bible says in Philippians chapter number 4, in verse 19, I alluded to this earlier. Paul says, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory. And since God's wealth is limitless, it's impossible to exhaust it. You all know my dad, Bishop, always said, your need will stop being supplied. Y'all can finish it. When God runs out of riches, and do you know when that is? Y'all preaching now with me. Never. In other words, you can't ask too much from God because his supply is not limited to the size of your need, but it's according to his riches. As much as you want. So just ask and keep on asking. It's according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Some of the other translations have according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. We know from even the book of John that Jesus is described as the bread of life, the bread of heaven. God's riches are made known to us. God's riches are distributed to us in Christ. So you can have then as much of Christ as you want. There is no cap. There is no limit to how much of Christ you can have. You can fill up if you will, on the Lord Jesus Christ. Just get as much of him as you want because God supply, amen, God doesn't supply so much our need through Christ Jesus as he does in Christ Jesus. All the riches of the glory of God are found in Christ so we can get as much as we want from Christ. Someone say amen. I believe that's why the old timers, and this is something I heard often as a young boy growing up, I believe that's why the old timers were saying when they prayed with people for them to get the baptism of the Holy Ghost, they'd be praying and they would speak in their ear or they'd just say, say it there in front of their face. They'd tell them, get, get all you want. Get all you want. That's what the old timers would say. They're praying with someone to get the Holy Ghost. They're saying, get all you want. Get as much as you want. You heard those phrases over and over because what they were telling the recipient there was this, is that God has an endless supply of his spirit. You don't have to stop speaking in tongues. You don't have to stop experiencing what you're experiencing right now. Just keep on going until you're satisfied. Amen. Yeah, yeah. If, if you want to do it for five minutes, that's all right. But if you'd rather do it for half an hour that's all right you're not going to exhaust the supply that he's filling you with oh yes yes you can have as much as you want what i'm learning in today's generation is that we become too satisfied too soon we've cluttered our lives with so many things that we've left little room to be filled with the things that really matter I'm not going to aggravate my mother any, any more than eating before it was time to eat. Sometimes. She cooked a meal and get up there and she usually kept things that were snacky under lock and key almost. The kitchen wasn't open. <laughs> when she sat down, she was ready to feed you. 
Amen. Recently, I was speaking to an evangelist or someone, I should say, that used to be an evangelist. He's older than myself, so it's been a longer time ago since he evangelized. And he said whenever they evangelize, that they did a survey, uh, the department did to the churches and the pastors of the evangelist that was coming around and preaching at that time. You know, what was good? Was there any complaints? Is there anything of that sort? And in that survey, they found out that the number one complaint, and this was years ago, the number one complaint years ago that was against, per se, the evangelist was that they were wasting food. They would order, eat barely anything, then not take what was left home. They were wasting food. Jesus didn't mind if there were fragments. Didn't mind if there were basketfuls left. He just wanted them to go out and gather it so nothing would be wasted. I have no problem we produce more than enough right here. Just don't let the more than enough go wasted. Why? Because Jesus knows you're going to get hungry again somewhere along the way. I think sometimes I wonder what gets left and never gathered at some ends of services. Some have the mentality, hate to eat and run, but they ate and ran. God, make me a Joshua. That when the spirit has hovered on the tent where Moses is, Moses, if you need to go, go. I'm just going to linger right here. Why? I'm gathering something right now. So I'm going to get as much as I want because I'm going to be hungry again. I've had my children, maybe more so when they have children. It still happens every once in a while. So teenage years is not a cure for anything. (laughs) There's been times my kids on the verge of going to bed tell me they're hungry. I've had at bedtime my son be making himself chicken. I understand the little glass of water thing. That happened all the time before. Oh, I need something to drink. But to eat five chicken strips right at bedtime? What in the world? And my speech kicks in. Had you eaten earlier? Had you eaten earlier, you'd have clean teeth in bed right now and it would be all said and done. You know, there's been times I've sent him to bed hungry. Because when it was available, don't need it. Oh God. Somebody hearing me right now? Sometimes we just want it on our terms, don't we? It makes me think about Jesus. He told them in the garden when they come and apprehended him. They come and took him and arrested him. He, he said, and I understand what he was saying, but he said, I was with you, he said, daily in the temple. He said, and you never laid a hand on me. I know they were laying a hand on him for vengeance and violence at this moment. But look, look at this at the overall thing. I was with you every day and you never gave me any attention. I was around you. I rubbed shoulders with you. 
We ate together. We walked in the same localities. You never laid a finger on me. Never even paid the least bit. But now you're hungry. But now, oh, your world's turned upside down now. Now you got a major need in your family. Somebody's in the hospital. Somebody about ready to die. Oh, now, now you're hungry. Oh, your health's not doing too good. Oh, you was in an accident. You need somebody to pray. Oh, now you're hungry. I'm asking us this morning, what would happen in this service this morning if we all left this place with as much as God as we wanted? What if we, what if we took so much that we took home some with us that would hold us over till tonight? What if we went back for seconds and thirds today? Someone say amen. You can stand with me. Because I believe if we did that, we wouldn't faint before tonight's service. I, I believe if we did that, we would be saying, it was good to be in the presence of the Lord today. So let it be our motto this morning. That nothing will be wasted in his presence. We won't waste a song. We won't waste a prayer. We won't waste an opportunity to give. We won't waste a sermon. We won't waste an altar call. We'll have as much as we want. We'll not stop. And we'll not leave short of being satisfied. Bow our heads here today. As much as you want is available here. Distribution is continual until everyone is satisfied. Until everyone has had enough. Until everyone has taken in their feel. Would there be anybody here today that in their soul they would say, I'm not going to waste this service. I'm not going to waste this altar call. I'm not going to waste this sermon. I'm not going to waste this moment in time. I'm going to gather it. I'm going to pull in the fragments. I'm going to pull in the basket. I'm going to take some home with me because there's some times I need exactly what's said here at home. There's some times exactly what I feel here I need to feel at home. There's some times what I receive right here I need to receive at home. And you can have today as much as you want if we can begin to talk to the Lord right now as Brother Mason prepares a song for the conclusion of our service God I want you I need you I need you Lord the story of the multitude being fed would be different if he just allocated just, well, this is how much, this is, this is the, this is the, how much time it's going to be for the food to be distributed whenever it's ended. If you got it, you got it. If you didn't, you didn't. But that wasn't the driving force. It's until everyone got what they desired, what they wished. Our great God in heaven has not changed in that mentality. He's not changed in that way of thinking.
He's here today. He'll linger if you still need something from him. He'll stay. He'll distribute if you still need something from him. It's available today. The distribution has taken place. The breaking of the bread, the breaking of the fish, the giving of thanks, the distribution. It's taking place every time we gather here, quote unquote, at mealtime. It's available and he's willing. Measure your supply if you want to. But I'd rather hinge my hopes on the immeasurable source, which is the riches in glory by Christ Jesus. But the mace we can begin to sing today, these altars are open. This altar is available. If someone might just want a little bit more today, somebody might want just a little bit more today. Someone might want to take something home. Grab your sack, grab your container, grab whatever you have accessible. You might need something this week. You might need something this week. Don't just throw it on the counter. Don't just leave it in the car. Preserve it in such a way that it can be beneficial to you many days from now. I love you, Jesus. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.